I thought the start cleaning those tires up. green this time. Remember, they fan out down there to protect them bottom. Little Sunday drive. All right, boss man. Hey, start off. Be ready. Right, be ready. Gas that bitch up. Be ready. Be ready. Green flag. Green, green. Welcome to the Inside Pass here on WSIC. I thank you so much for joining us today. We've got a lot to break down and a lot to cover. We'll have the latest on Ryan Newman oh later on in the show. Nick DeGroote's also going to join us later on in the show. But first, we're going to kick off our show doing something we don't normally do, and that's go to the strutmasters.com hotline and talk to a driver who is going to be making his junior motorsports debut in the number eight car this weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. The one and only Daniel Hemrick joins us on the Strutmasters.com hotline. And, you know, I, I wish that we didn't have to kind of talk, you know, in the kind of situation that we were in over the last 24 hours. But thank you so much for taking some time out to join us uh, before you head to Las Vegas and make your debut in the Junior Motorsports car this weekend in the Xfinity Series race. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, I appreciate it. It's good talking to you guys. Um, definitely everybody's uh, hard for a little heavy this morning with, with everything going on with with Newman and uh, everyone else involved in his family and, um, you know, even Blaney and LaJoy, just all, all folks involved, right? You see this community come together and, um, and lock arms, and uh, that's all we can do at this moment is hope for the best and, and uh, keep the prayers coming. So it's all about. Yep, certainly. You, uh, you Coming from the Cup Series last year, I mean, you know, you, you've felt firsthand the speeds that these guys turn, the tracks like Daytona and Talladega. As a driver, what goes through your mind, especially you know the last couple of laps, and then you know having a situation like that happen? What are your thoughts on what what you saw last night in the 500? Yeah, I mean, not not making humor of the situation at all by no means, but you know, you asked what goes through your mind, and, and that's exactly not the issue, but if whatever breed we are as race car drivers, right? You, you're putting yourself in those situations, and um, you know, I made a social post about last night that. You know, majority of the time when you see those accidents at the end of these races or any time of these races, it's because, you know, everything has come so far, safety's come so far, you know, just our sport and the world we live in as a whole has developed, you know, rapidly over the last, you know, 10 to 15 years on the safety side that as drivers, I know when I strap in, that's the furthest thing from my mind, right, is this is going to put myself in a situation to get hurt or all that. At the end of the day, you feel invincible, and, and because of that, um, we do take it for granted at times, and we make moves, and we're pushing and and uh, doing everything we can to position your race team to have the best day possible. And, and um, unfortunately, you know, the consequence for feeling that way is you realize really quick that you're not. And um, I think it kind of brings everybody back to reality, and um, you know, just makes everybody have to, to come together during the situation. Yeah, sometimes we all need that uh, wake up call just to kind of recenter us. A little bit, and we certainly uh, pray for Ryan and his family, and and still praying for Ryan Blaney and Corey too. Because, I mean, I'm I, I can't even imagine what that they would be feeling in that situation. So, thankfully, uh, it we're we're not talking about something worse than we are uh, today. I want to take you forward, Daniel, because uh, Randy opened the show by saying. You know, new driver for Junior Motorsports in the Xfinity Series. Um, I've known you for most of your life now, and you're from mm-hmm. Kannapolis. You grew up, um, obviously, an Earnhardt fan. Has it sunk in yet that you're about to jump into a Junior Motorsports car and drive for Dale Earnhardt Jr.? This has got to be, even though I'm sure you want to be in the Cup Series, this has to be an opportunity that you never would have imagined would ever come. No, absolutely right. I mean, no matter the thought process of knowing it would happen or if I'd be back in the Xfinity Series at all, right, it's kind of the furthest thing from your mind, especially sure. once you make that step to the cup level, but to be able to come back and, and race for their Earnhardt family, 
um, you know, Dell Jr. and Kelly and LW and everyone involved here. You know, I can tell, you know, the tight-knit group, you know, family-oriented group that it is. Um, and because they kind of made me feel like home with, and they've welcomed me with open arms since I walked in this place uh, late last season. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of anticipation, right? A lot of build-up, a lot of, you know, kind of getting to know everybody and go through the motions of the last two months or so. But, um finally get to strap in uh south point hotel casino camaro this weekend for the first time and um yeah go to work so you can talk about all you want but now it's time but it's for sure special to be attached to uh junior motorsports here and um incredibly thankful for the opportunity and now ready to, to go to work do you feel any extra pressure because it's junior motorsports and you know that whole kind of art does that put any extra pressure on you to perform and because you know, this is sort of a, a reset for you, I guess. Um, I mean, I've never had any question about your talent, your ability, but uh, I just know that the sport at the top levels is hard. But do you feel any extra pressure to, to go out there and prove that you're worthy of being where you are and and and, uh, and being capable of being back in the Cup Series with a top team? You know, I, I think in years past, I, I maybe answered this question differently and saying, yeah, we have pressure and there's this and there's that. But, um, you know, you hear people say the only person – or, you know, no one's to put more pressure on, on themselves than themselves. And I think that's where I'm at, really. You know, I don't have any pressure on me from the name of the organization I'm tied to. I don't have any pressure on me uh, from the people I'm, that are surrounding me or, or the people I deal with on a day-to-day basis. I ultimately have one goal and one thing in mind, um, going to the racetrack week in and week out. And, and that's the only pressure uh, that I have. It's, it's not, not because of any name on any building. It's an honor, yes, to represent all those folks I mentioned. Um, but at the end of the day, this is a, this is personal to me, um, on many different levels in 2020. And, um, I know what my one mindset is. So going back to the Xfinity race on Saturday, I mean, you're, you're sharing the ride with Jeb Burton, who was in, who was in the eight car at Daytona. It was a fast car. He actually won one of the stages. So that's got to give you a, a good, you know, positive outlook going into Las Vegas, knowing you're in good quality equipment. You've got fast cars, a good team around you, and a bunch of great teammates who have been with Junior Motorsports for a little while, including a teammate, Noah Gregson, who just won at Daytona on Saturday as well. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, leading into this, it's incredible. I, I talked about how I was, you know, welcome with open arms, right? I mean, the, the team mates I'm going to have this year, it's crazy how unbelie- unbelievably tight they are, how well we can communicate. Literally right before I jump on the phone with y'all, we just happened to all be here at the shop at the same time and started, you know, just small talk. And next thing you know, we're bringing up trends and things that they thought um, or thought they were good at in, in races past at particular racetracks that are coming up. And, and there's a, a lot of knowledge from, you know, Justin Allgaier, right? He's been to the top of our sport. Yep. He's seen a lot of different trends of, uh, you know, of, of different style of race cars and racing. And, and, and the guy's been around forever. He's incredibly knowledgeable about the cars and everything that goes into them. And then, on the other side of it, you do have a, a guy like Noah Gregson, right, who gets in and, and makes the most out of the situation and, um, you know, just runs at, runs at the limit all the time and two totally different mindsets. But it's uh, my brief conversation with Noah in particular. It's, it's uh, cool to see how in-depth he is and how committed he is to learning and, and bettering himself. So uh, hopefully I can fall somewhere in that spectrum and, and uh, find my part to, to help this organization as much as I possibly can, at least do my part. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of variety in in, in um, you know experience levels and whatnot. But I think because of that, it keeps everybody around here healthy and pumped up and young and, uh, and ready to ready to, to attack, no matter what the mindset is. But a lot of good teammates to lean on for sure. I feel like Junior kind of breeds that with his style of leadership. Would you concur? 
Yeah, I agree with that. You know, obviously, you know, Junior's got a lot of stuff going on, and he'll tell you firsthand that Kelly is uh, on top of running the ship around here. And uh, but it, it is it is cool to see, right? I mean, the, the guy wants you to have a good time and um, and all that, but it is a business, and and he wants to make sure that you know if there's little things that stick out. At least I haven't had this particular conversation with him yet, but from uh, what Noah and, and, and Justin and even Michael have said that, you know, he's there and observing that whenever he sees something that, one, he may have went through or gone through what he went through about all of it throughout his career, that, that there's advice to be had that, you know, his um, you know his phone's wide open to give him a shout or, you know, stop in and see him and, and run those things by him. So I, I think that is uh, a testament to, to the organization himself and, and Kelly and everyone here at the Sports Run. Now, Dan, do you want to? Can you hang on the line for one quick second? We're going to take a quick break, and I want to ask you one more question before we uh, we let you go. Yep, that's fine. All right, we'll be right back with more of the Inside Pass on WSAC right after this. This is News Talk 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Statesville turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. Action Jackson services commercial and residential cleaning in Iredale and surrounding counties. Rental properties move in and move out. Call today for a free estimate of your cleaning needs. Big or small, we clean them all. 704-928-6818. Action Jackson! For WSIC, I'm Fox 46 meteorologist Nick Coaster. High of 58 today with some late day showers. Overnight, the rain continues and sticks around into early tomorrow morning. By tomorrow afternoon, the rain is gone, but still cloudy with a high of 54 Wednesday. Thursday, mostly cloudy, a 30% chance for showers and cooler with a high of 42 around the lake. From the Neighborhood Stormwatch Forecast Center, I'm meteorologist Nick Coaster. Be sure to catch Chief Meteorologist Tara Lane today on Fox 46 News at 5. Attention men and women, if you're one of the millions that suffer from discomfort with your knee, back, or shoulder, and it's becoming harder to enjoy simple things like working out or just going for a walk, please listen carefully. My name is Donna Taylor, founder of CBD Labs, and here's my story. I was suffering with so much physical discomfort that I had to do something about it. With CBD products popping up everywhere, how do you know which product to use? I was determined to create the most powerful CBD product available from the hemp plant that contains no THC, and we did. CBD Labs is the highest concentrate full-spectrum CBD tested in FDA labs. It goes to work in just minutes, and we guarantee it. Call now and find out how to get a free bottle of CBD Labs and get our ebook on everything and anything CBD as your free gift. To get your free bottle of CBD Labs CBD oil, call 800-605-8842. That's 800-605-8842. Free bottles for a limited time. Call now. 800-605-8842. That's 800-605-8842. Whoa, are you okay? I'm fine. My head's hurting a little. Just don't make a big fuss about me. When you have a workplace injury due to no fault of your own, you should consult an attorney. Your family's financial future is too important not to. If you're injured on the job, call Ed Presley at 704-871-1989. 704-871-1989 for a no-cost consultation. Don't take a chance on your future. Financial stuff, it's so confusing. Where do you even start? With a trusted partner who knows the options and can understand your individual needs. That partner is Joshua Doby from the North Main Financial Group in Cornelius and host of North Main Financial, Saturdays at noon on WSIC. Hello, this is Joshua Doby, and I'm excited to share financial education while securing your financial future. Whether it's stocks, bonds, life insurance, partnerships, or anything else, we're here to help. Join me Saturdays at noon and visit us at northmainfinancial.com. 
I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on WSIC-TV. Tom Baker, Randy Miller with you, and uh, we've got Daniel Hemrick on the uh, strutmasters.com hotline. And uh, real quick, uh, Daniel, before we let you go, I know that you've got a lot of people that had helped you get to this point in your career, and, and I know you're excited about getting to Vegas and, and getting going with Junior Motorsports, but take a little bit of uh, time to thank the people that helped make you um, helped you get to this point. <laughs> you may need a lot longer show for me to do all that. Um, <laughs> we got 45 more minutes, so take your time. No, I'm getting a hard time. No, I, I, you know, I think you know, I think back to you know, you, you go through situations in life, right, where you, at times it's easy to take for granted and. And I think getting to the cup level, not say was one of those, but it's crazy how fast it all did yeah. transpire and happen. But really when I look at it, you know, from, um, you know, guys that, you know, and families that gave my first opportunity to be in the Latigas, driving legend cars to Dan Snyder, Hoyt Dennis, uh, Rich Clark, Jeff Holt, a lot of folks, you know, behind the scenes that never get no recognition for getting to where I was at. You know, those are folks that really kind of saw something to willing to go out on, go out on a limb and, and give, Coral kid from Canapolis shot, right? So I owe a lot to those folks. And um, as time went on, you know, racing super late miles for the cars, wells, and the woodmen, and just different folks, right? I mean, that's what put me in a situation to, to propel myself to the level that I've been fortunate to get to and, and maintain over the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, it's, a, it's an exciting time, though, to, to have the opportunities in front of me. Um, obviously, I said South Point Hotel and Casino this weekend. They're on board for a couple of races this year. And then, obviously, we have Poppy Bank. Um, you know, really filling in a lot of the schedule with some other really cool announcements coming down the road. Um, so long story short, just uh, very thankful, very honored to represent the partners and the folks that have stood behind me along the way and hopefully go do a little justice this year and uh, get them all in victory lane. Well, we definitely appreciate the time to talk to you, Daniel. We wish we had a lot longer. We'd love for you to come into the studio at some point, and uh, we can spend a little bit more time uh, just talking about your career, past and present. Uh, hopefully we can make that happen when you have the opportunity. Thanks for being on today. Sounds good, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. No problem. Daniel Hemrick, and we wish him the best of luck at Las Vegas this weekend. Uh, and definitely uh, hope for good things for him. There's a lot of good things on the horizon, not only with Junior Motorsports, but Hendrick Motorsports as well going into 2021 so i'm sure he's uh just as much as anybody else would you know would love to get that coveted ride um that everybody's talking about which is the 48 car yeah. all right so uh, nick degree going to join us here in just a little bit and uh, so before he gets ready to call in i, I know obviously the top story is is everything related to the daytona 500 with ryan newman and everything like that and we will talk about that when nick comes on i do want to start with the truck series race though friday night um, uh, what I felt was a great race overall, uh, won by Thor Sport Racing and yep. uh, our buddy Grant Enfinger, who was just on the show a couple of weeks ago. I know he's happy about that win because he went all the 2019 without a single win and won the regular season championship having not won a single race. And so for him to go out of Daytona and be able to visit Victory Lane for the first time um, in his truck career, it definitely, uh, I, I know he's excited about that. I actually sent him a message and told him congratulations, and, and he sent me thank you back. So um, he's definitely excited about that. Um, but I think, aside from the, the story of him winning the race, I think the, the, the bigger story is all of the, the young teams and all of the underfunded teams that had great runs in the truck race on Friday night. Jordan Anderson finishing second, yeah. uh, Cody Warbaugh finishing in third, um, are just two of the small stories of, of guys who needed good runs for underfunded teams or, or teams that don't have the financial backing as a Thor Sport team to be able to go out to uh, Daytona and get what is – Pretty big money for guys like that, and when they finish up there in the, the you know second, third, fourth, fifth place, because that gives them hope 
um, and more funds to work with during the course of the first part of the season. Well, for sure. I mean, you, you know, Jordan is obviously the one that everybody focused on. Um, you know, here's a, a, a young, um, you know, kid in his mid-20s and, and has just fought and grinded and done all his own work on the trucks and driven the trucks and made his own hotel reservations and, you know, basically been a, a, a very few-man band for a long time. And now he and, and uh, Austin Self team up. They've got a shop five minutes from here now and right here in Statesville. And Jordan's incidentally going to be on our League Lap show this next Monday night uh, with Austin. So we're looking forward Probably to that. Probably with a smile still on his face. I can imagine. I mean, <laughs> you know, again, he was just so thankful to have that second place. Yeah. Um, you know, he would have liked to have won. And everybody said, well, Grand M. Finger shouldn't have door slammed him like that. Look, you're going for a win at Daytona. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is. It, it, that's. That's 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 how, by the way, um, see what happens to drivers that come on our shows. They go and win. I'm that's, telling you, that's what happens. This has been this has been a trend since the inside pass started back in 2012. <laughs> Every time we have somebody on, it happened with Eric Jones. He ended up going out and winning the, the snowball derby. Yeah, and then he got his truck ride. He graduated from high school. He won his first nationwide race <laughs> all after being on our show. Grant Anfinger, the same thing. He won the ARCA race the week after he was on. Um, I, I'm sure there's five six seven more stories that i can tell of people that have have gone on came on our show and then left and went and done big things drivers so. you you all should be just lining up to come on We're our a good luck charm it's good juju in this wsic studio i'm, I'm telling, telling you. you cody Rohrbaugh again third place a, a a team that that very much is is a family team and and way underfunded walking off with third Derek Krause in his debut with bill mcanally uh p4 and natalie decker p5 and i don't want to hear it she drove a good race she stayed out of trouble uh first race for nice motorsports natalie walks off with a top five and good on her it was a good uh very good race grand m finger getting the win and again uh thorsport racing um off to a, a good start here ben rhodes was up front all night and just got caught you know one other accident it, it's just gonna happen but uh Overall, I think Thor Sport showed us they're ready to go. Well, let's bring on our special correspondent to the Inside Pass. Uh, our buddy Nick DeGroot joins us on the uh, Strutmasters.com hotline. Motorsport.com. Motorsport.com. Our, our buddy <laughs> Nick DeGroot, who's already leading fantasy NASCAR. I hate you more and more every day. <laughs> <laughs> because he picked, he picked, uh, you picked um, uh, Chase Elliott. And so, because he won the stage and, and got all his bonus points now, Nick is leading Fantasy Nesco. And already. I even won, of course, we're, are we only doing Cup in that thing? Yeah, we're only doing oh, Thank see, God we're only doing Cup. I mean, cup. I, I won Xfinity with Noah Gregson. Yeah, you did. And it doesn't count for anything. No, no, but that's okay. Just bragging rights. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back <laughs> to the show, buddy. Thanks, guys. Glad to be back. By Crazy week in a race event. Sure was. By the way... Nick won an iRacing Daytona 500 the other night. Really? Yes. So he's a Daytona 500 winner. So we're not just interviewing a motorsport.com no. journalist extraordinaire. No. We're interviewing a winning driver. A Daytona 500 winning driver. Wow. I know. He's so, Nick, what was it like to win the <laughs> Daytona 500? <laughs> uh, you know, best day of my life. Got to thank my sponsors. Got to thank the team. Everybody that worked hard on this virtual race car, you know. Thank, thank your thank your mom and dad for letting say, you sit and play video mom. games when you were a, when you were a little kid for twenty seven <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> Everybody forgets That's what it was when they thank people. Yeah, exactly. It's like well, I wasn't I bought, for your mom and dad. You wouldn't be here right now. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is that is very true. 
<laughs> let's let's have a topic here, Randy, shall we? Let's. Uh, well, let, we were talking about the truck race, and Nick, before you called in, so what what are your thoughts on Friday night's truck race? Grant Interfinger winning, and of course, uh, the the other story, I guess, is uh, Ty Majeski going over on his lid uh, during the truck race on Friday night. What are your thoughts on the truck race from Friday night? Yeah, that that race was wild. It, I was incredibly impressed with those drivers. I, I know that the big talk is all about the the crash that happened towards the end of the race, wiped out almost the whole field or Majeski split, but though racing that we saw in that race with how insanely unstable those trucks were was incredibly impressive, especially especially when they were three by three there. That was some of the best race that I've seen in Daytona in a in a very long time. I gotta give props to those drivers. I know it ended in a wreck, but the fact they lasted that long was was very impressive. I think some of the drivers are insanely unstable, more so than the trucks. Some of those <laughs> some of those drivers are a little bit unstable too. Well, I agree. I mean, it's it's one of those situations where you watch that, and you know, I think everybody's too quick to react to the crash, yeah. and and it's it, it always amuses me that we've been having big crashes at Daytona for how many years now, and every time it happens, everybody has the nerve to react surprised, like oh, I can't believe oh, yeah. this happened, you know. Right. Um, but the, I like to focus on what happens between the crashes, and and we saw some really, really stout driving from, and, and a lot of the young drivers, I mean, I, I pick out, picked out Tyler Ankrum just watching him, how smooth he was with, with that 26 truck, his first time for GMS. He was up front in the first two stages and was in position. He was in the top seven when that big wreck happened. And of course he got taken out, but he's just one Zane Smith. I mean, you had a number of drivers, Sheldon Creed, um, that just were really doing a nice job hanging on to unwieldy beasts for, for the longest time. And all it takes, we all know that with the style of racing we do at Daytona, all it takes is somebody to just make the slightest mistake and everybody's in such a pack that it just becomes, um, it just becomes madness. It's like a days of thunder wreck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we'll move on and talk about the Xfinity Series race on Saturday. Uh, we'll have more of the Inside Pass on WSAC right after this. This is News Talk, 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Kannapolis turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. You've turned in to hear local news, and so have a lot of other people. Your business could be advertising right here. Find out how affordable it can be. Call 704-872-6345. 704-872-6345. From the WSIC News Desk, I'm Margaret Beveridge. An attic fire in a Mooresville home yesterday caused minor damage with the cause determined to be electrical. For more information, visit WSICFM.com. A possible mechanical issue forced an American Airlines flight to make an emergency landing at Charlotte Douglas just minutes after it took off. The plane was headed to Philadelphia. A suspect died while Hickory police were trying to arrest him Monday, the department says. Matthew Saunders was wanted by the U.S. Marshals Service as a federal probation offender. For more information, visit WSICFM.com. Drugs were seized after a traffic stop on Highway 150 yesterday. Tevin Moore of Concord was arrested and charged, according to a news release from the town of Mooresville. I'm Margaret Beveridge, WS I'm Margaret Beveridge with WSIC News.
Batesville Chamber of Commerce will host its annual meeting and awards banquet on February 25th at the Statesville Civic Center. Several businesses and individuals will be honored, and the guest speaker is the renowned Morris Morrison. Visit statesvillechamber.org to get your tickets or reserve a table today. Get in to Randy Marion Chevrolet in Statesville. I tell you, truck month is right around the corner, and Randy Marion Chevrolet in Statesville, we are ready to go, whether it's a regular cab, a double cab, or a crew cab, two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, a half-ton, three-quarter ton. Randy Marion Chevrolet and Statesville, we have the truck you need. Come check them out today because these things are discounted up to $11,000. Big time savings right here, Randy Marion Chevrolet, Statesville. King of Price, RandyMarionStatesville.com. Are you ready to perform at your peak when it matters the most? At Mental Edge Fitness Solutions, we can help you avoid mental blocks, improve your focus, as well as perform under pressure by using science to see what your brain is doing in real time. Contact us at Mental Edge Fitness Solutions, 919-606-2566, or visit us online at mentaledge-fitness.com if you are ready to reach your peak mental performance. This is Dr. John Ashcraft. Join me each Friday at 7.30 and 8.55 a.m. for 60 Seconds to Wellness. This is sponsored by Cairo Life Wellness Center, 584 Brawley School Road, Suite 105 in Mooresville. Hello, race fans. This is Chris Wright. Thanks for listening to these guys. Man, with some great radio hosts. You're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass on WSIC. Tom Baker, Randy Miller here with you, and uh, our special correspondent uh, slash sometimes co-host, Nick DeGroot uh, from Motorsport.com, is on the Strutmasters.com hotline. We're going to uh, go and talk about the Xfinity Series race, another great race uh, action-packed uh, race for the Xfinity Series to kick off their season. Noah Gregson, as we, we talked with uh, his teammate Daniel Hamrick a minute ago, getting his first career win in the Xfinity Series and first for Junior Motorsports. Of the year, Junior has motor, uh, Junior Motorsports has now won the last three uh, February Daytona races, and uh, now begs the question: Is Noah now on the fast track to getting that ride that everybody thinks he's going to get in 2021? Tom. Oh, sorry, I thought you were. Well, I thought I paused for a second uh, because <laughs> no, <laughs> Noah, my brain thought working. Well, look, I, I, I don't. I think we want to be careful. We've only run one race, but I. I said last week I thought this was Noah Gregson's year to shine, and and his his whole attitude, his whole way that he goes about what he does, mm-hmm. is different now. And you know I, I, that was I, that's everything in in a sport. And so Noah winning didn't surprise me. I picked him because I believed that that he would go out and get it done. Um, and but I don't want to jump. I don't think uh, Nick that we should automatically crown him the heir to the 48 car over a win at Daytona. But I do think that certainly he scored a, a couple of valuable points toward that. Um, and, and I think by and large, Nick, and, and you can tell me if you agree cool. or disagree, but I think by and large, Rick would probably rather promote from within, but he's obviously got to believe that somebody from within is capable of, of winning races and championships in that car, or he's going to go outside and choose somebody else. Oh yeah, I, I agree. Uh, as for jumping on the oh he's he's ready to put him the, put him in the forty eight. He's proved himself. Noah's a good driver. He's he's proven that in the truck series. But Michael Annette won this race last year. Dale Junior's team is always incredibly strong right. at Daytona. I want to see what Noah can do once we get to Vegas and more of these yep. uh, cookie cutter tracks that the majority of the season is on. And, and as for Rick Hendrick, I, I agree that he would probably want to promote from within, keep it keep it in the family. 
But I wonder if, because this is a unique situation, he's got Bowman, he's got Byron, he's got Chase, he's got these young drivers. I'm not saying this guy's an old driver, but I'm wondering if he would want a Kyle Larson-like driver, an experienced cup driver to replace Jimmy to kind of like lead the team of sorts. Because to have four, four guys, three of them who haven't won, I mean... I don't know if he wants a team like that uh, moving forward. I think he would want another veteran-like driver to replace Jimmy. Yeah, uh, Nick is on the, uh, the the Kyle Larson bandwagon. Yeah, we, everybody else. Well, we talked about that, that last uh, week, and I and I he's on there. I mean, I, I I can't see that happening because I don't think Kyle's going to want to curtail uh, enough dirt racing to to make Rick happy. But um, but but I think if you follow that path, you, you've got Brad Keselowski out there and he yeah, was a, not the only option he was a hendrick driver before he was a penske driver he was never supposed to be this long at penske it just kind of worked out that way um but i don't know i feel like bowman people underestimate alex ran about 91 cup races in a lot of really bad situations before he took took over full-time with uh with, with junior motorsports and i think alex has more experience and more leadership and more than you know i don't know i mean i it would depend on whether rick saw it because certainly if you go with a brad kozlowski you're kind of playing for the short-term future because brad's not going to race for 10 more years i don't think um versus going with a talent young talent like gregson or someone else who could be a long-term situation and of course ally is going to have something to say about that and i think jeff gordon will too um and probably jimmy for that matter so i do think noah certainly <laughs> helped himself but i don't want to i don't want to make much of little at this point it's one race at daytona um I, I agree with nick let's see how he does uh for about half the season then we can start projecting what might happen next year right right exactly a lot of the smaller teams also had good runs in the xfinity race timmy hill finished in third place yes uh, brandon cool brown was seventh ray black jr was eighth and alex LeBay finished in tenth uh, those are some of the smaller teams and actually had good runs um timmy hill actually led the daytona 500 for a little bit i believe during those pit stops yeah. for a little bit so um, he had two great runs going, and then, of course, he got involved in the big one at the end. But Harrison Burton finished second uh, to Noah Gregson. Uh, Justin Haley finished sixth for College Racing, but I think that uh, that small victory for that team overshadows what actually ended up happening during qualifying on Saturday, where both of their other cars, Ross Chastain and AJ Allmendinger, were disqualified from even running in the race uh, because of more parts things going on you know in which the some of the parts they were using i guess were deemed illegal by nascar this is the fourth disqualification for that team in less than a year and you know i love chris rice to death and i know that team is devastated about it but at some point you have to think maybe we should be getting our parts from somewhere else uh nick because this is this is getting to a point now where i don't i know chris really well and i know colleague racing and i know you know what that team is going through but the more they get disqualified, the more fans are going to uh, are going to start to question, you know, their their decision making, you know, behind the scenes because four disqualifications in less than a year is a lot is a lot, a little bit much. Yeah, they've put together a good program, but they really they got to clean it up in some areas between those issues in qualifying the multiple disqualifications in recent history. They have strong cars; they can contend for championships. But you're you're not going to be winning the championship with these kinds of mistakes. I mean. That was a disaster Saturday at uh, Saturday at Daytona, getting both Almendinger and Ross out of the race, and then they had to scramble to get Ross in another car. And it's just like this is really how you guys want to start your championship campaign. I, I know they're a strong team. I know they 
they are determined to to be a winning a championship team, but that's way too many issues that they've been having, and they they have to clean that up. I don't know where the issue lies specifically, but they got to look internally and make sure it stops happening. See, I kind of look at this like I don't think you can put the DQs in this issue. I think they're two entirely different situations. And I I don't know that we're qualified to tie those two together because we don't really know what happened with the the two cars on Saturday. Um, You know, we we had a deal in Indy one year where Penske didn't put any cars in the 500. I don't know that anyone started suggesting that Penske clean up his act, although it's easy to make that statement. And in so far as it goes, I, I'm sure all of college racing would agree. We got to fix the problem. I just don't, I don't want to make it sound like they don't do things well over there. Cause if you look at what else happened, Justin Haley finished sixth and then went in, the, went into the 500 and at one point was sitting in P nine until he got caught Even up. The he had a chance to win that thing. Um, with, with, you know, with, with their first cup attempt. So, um, you know, we had, you don't know what the issues were. I think we got to be careful that it could have just been a part situation. Um, but, uh, it certainly wasn't a good start and I know they're not, I'm sure they're not very happy this morning. Uh, and I'm sure that they will address the issues because, uh, Matt colleague wants to win championships and he, he doesn't want to run three cars and have two of them break every week. I don't have any issue with with the with saying that i believe that you you'll see those things go away pretty quickly um it was just a bad weekend for him and honestly i thought ross you know with with what he had to work with and no time on the car i thought he did a heck of a job in sieg's backup car again being in position to win the race at one point um certainly running up front but um yeah definitely not the weekend they were hoping for uh, so, Nick, what are your overall thoughts on the Xfinity Series race? I mean, you know, we talked about Friday night being one of the races where we saw a lot of the aggression, you know, starting to take place. I, I think Saturday was a little bit more tame, at least at the very beginning, but then toward the end, of course, they started beating and banging on each other. But what are your overall thoughts on the Xfinity Series race? Yeah, it, it was your pretty standard pack race, nothing too spectacular. And Dale Jr. continues to find ways to win at Daytona, even though he's yeah. outside of the race car. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it wasn't the truck race. It wasn't as thrilling as the truck race, but it was a solid race. Noah Gregson uh, taking the victory was very cool to see him get his first one, of course. And the wrecks that happened were just, you know, your usual. That happens at play tracks. And, yeah, I don't really have much to add beyond that. Yeah, I, I agree. I, th- I, think, I, think it was, I think it was a very respectful race. I thought, I thought the racers, for the most part, drove each other with respect. And that's why we didn't see more big time issues. Um, you're always going to have one. I mean, right. if, if if the third place guy gets turned and they're in a pack, you can't. You're going to have ten guys that can't miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just part of it. But I feel like it was a rather tame race um, and a good race. I thought because of it, and and happy to see again. I think when you see these young drivers like your Jordan Andersons, your Timmy Hills, um, you know Brandon Browns, uh, those guys going out and having those kind of runs, Ray Black. Um, that's good for them because it's Daytonian. You, you, you had a good solid finish. That's a good mark on your resume. And, and, uh, those guys need that to start the season. So it was good to see. And I'm glad to see Noah finally get the victory because now it's like, okay, it's not, I believe I can, it's I did. And even though it's Daytona, it just helps the confidence going forward. I still think Noah ends up uh, winning the championship. You know, it reminds me of uh, of Brandon Jones last year. You know, we talked about how yeah. close he came to winning a race, and he finally won a race, and it gave him enough momentum to, you know, kind of be a threat to win, you know, after he won that race for the last four or five races of the year. So, 
having Noah now coming out of the box and winning this race now, you know, it's obviously going to prove that Junior Motorsports is going to be a threat all yeah. season long, yeah. um, which they were last year, but they just couldn't get the wins that they needed, you know, at the right time. I mean, Justin Allgaier pretty much limped his way all the way into <laughs> Phoenix before he actually won yeah. the race. Um, to make the final four, but I think this year Junior's going to come out and strong and say, you know, we're here for the long haul and we're going to win a lot of races this year. It's interesting, Nick, to to ponder. We we talked about it all weekend, and and they talked about it on the broadcast. The big three are up in Cup now. Who's going to be the big three this year? And you know, I don't think we know a whole lot after the first race, but I would be willing to bet you that Noah Gregson could be one and Chase Briscoe could certainly be another. I think those two are, are definitely going to be contenders. You got Harrison Burton in the mix. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be another fun year in the Xfinity series. I think we can all agree to that. Uh, I absolutely agree with that. I think it's going to be one of the tightest Xfinity championships we've seen in quite a long time. Yep. Uh, we are going to take another quick break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to talk about the Daytona 500 that started on Sunday and ended about no, 10 minutes ago. We'll be back <laughs> with more of the Inside Pass right after this. This is News Talk, 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Concord turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. Listen up, Carolinas. During the President's Day event, there's only one Jeep dealer in the Carolinas that has the largest new Jeep inventory. Lake Norman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. We are the only Jeep dealer in the Carolinas that guarantees we will beat any new Jeep deal. The President's Day event is on now at Lake Norman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Located at I-77 at exit 28. Online at LakeNormanChrysler.com. For WSIC, I'm Fox 46 meteorologist Nick Coaster. High of 58 today with some late day showers. Overnight, the rain continues and sticks around into early tomorrow morning. By tomorrow afternoon, the rain is gone, but still cloudy with a high of 54 Wednesday. Thursday, mostly cloudy, a 30% chance for showers and cooler with a high of 42 around the lake. From the Neighborhood Stormwatch Forecast Center, I'm meteorologist Nick Coaster. Be sure to catch Chief Meteorologist Tara Lane today on Fox 46 News at 5. From the WSIC News Desk, I'm Margaret Beveridge. A suspect has been charged with felony possession with intent to sell cocaine and marijuana after a search warrant was executed at his residence in Statesville, according to a press release from the Iredell County Sheriff's Office. The Town of Mooresville Board of Commissioners will hold their annual board retreat at the Kempton Cardinal Hotel in Winston-Salem Thursday, February 20th and Friday, February 21st. The public is invited to attend. For a detailed agenda, visit the Town of Mooresville's Facebook page. There's a chance that areas generally south and east of I-85 could see a brief changeover from rain to snow Thursday evening into early Friday morning, according to NC Emergency Management's Facebook page. A free public education class on active shooter preparedness will be held the first week in March in Concord. For more information, visit Concord Police Department's Facebook page. I'm Margaret Beveridge with WSIC News. Runners, on your mark, get set. Join Purple Heart Homes for a day of movement and memories during the Dale Beatty Memorial 5K. This year's race will be held at 11 Lakes Brewing Company in Cornelius. Visit us at purplehearthomesusa.org to register. This is Dr. John Ashcraft. Join me each Friday at 7.30 and 8.55 a.m. for 60 Seconds to Wellness. This is sponsored by Cairo Life Wellness Center, 584 Brawley School Road, Suite 105 in Mooresville. 
Hi, this is Darren Strublow. Join me for my family-friendly show, The Darren Strublow Comedy Show. We'll have some fun and get you set for a great week. Sunday night at 6, right here on News Talk 105.9, 100.7, WSIC. This is Justin Loft, and you're listening to the best guys on the radio, The Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass on WSIC. Tom Baker, Randy Miller with you, and uh, our buddy Nick DeGroote from motorsport.com on the strutmasters.com hotline. Uh, when we get to our top story, of course, you know, anybody who, even if you don't follow NASCAR, I'm sure you've heard the story by now of uh, Ryan Newman's uh, crash last night um, in the Daytona 500. Um, and Tom, I know for, for me, you know, growing up a, a race fan, and, and you know, you, we've seen crashes like this, you know, throughout the course of history. Um, but last night, I've never, I haven't felt this way about any kind of accident in, in racing since Earnhardt's crash. And the just, I've seen the replay probably 50 times since last night. And, and the more I re, the more I look at it, the more I cringe every time. And it almost brought tears to my eyes because just looking at the crash and seeing, and first, just thinking first of all that Corey LaJoy hit Ryan Newman's car at 200 miles per hour. Yeah. Um, in the driver's side window. Um, and at one moment of the crash, you can see when he hit, when he impacts Ryan's car, it bends like, uh, like a piece of sheet metal almost. I mean, it bends backward in half. Cars aren't designed to bend that way. Um, and just the aftermath of everything happening made me like just have weird feelings in my stomach, my throat, and, and everything else because it's just something we haven't seen in 20 years. Well... And the last time we did see it um, to to that extent, mm-hmm. um, you know, was two thousand and one, and right. I and I think the the palpable silence after he was pulled out of the car and taken to the hospital, and that long time span um, of of lack of information, I think we just all dreaded and feared the worst, and then right. when. You know, when when you start seeing on Twitter that Steve O'Donnell is headed to the media center, you immediately think back mm-hmm. to 2001 when when uh, Mike Helton uh, went into the media center and stepped up to the microphone and, and, and said, you know, after the crash in the last lap of the Daytona 500, we've lost Dale Earnhardt. Mm-hmm. And, and, and NASCAR and much of the sports world just stopped in that moment. Um, I think we all feared that. But I think we, I, I think, you know, a lot of people blame NASCAR for, for Ryan's crash. I, that is so just beyond sensical. NASCAR didn't cause that crash. And, and you can't make a rule that outlaws blocking. Because you, you can't, they're, they're, these guys are going 200 miles an hour. How are you going to call what's a block and what's, what's a, 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 a safe lane change? I mean, you know, F1 tries to do this and, and, and they look silly doing it. Um, you know, look, it, they're out there. It's racing. I think NASCAR saved Ryan Newman because the safety improvements that NASCAR has led the industry in making are what what kept him alive. I mean, the the mm-hmm. the um, had neck restraint, all of the things that that have been developed since Dale's crash in two thousand and one are are all what allowed that hit to happen and Ryan to actually be able to be. You know, again, yes, serious but stable instead of critical or, 
you know, life-threatening or, or worse. Um, so I think we all have to, we all get emotional and we all say things and we all want to blame something and that, and, and whatever. We just all need to step back mm-hmm. and just be thankful that, that Ryan's still here. We can look at what we can learn. You know, is there, is there some other, something we can do to change the way that the racing exists? I mean, I think we'd all love to see the end of pushing and pack racing and whatever, and go back to the days when you could simply go and use your pedals and your steering wheel and your talent to pull out and pass somebody on the, on the super speedway. But, and I'm hoping the new car in 21 brings that back because it's less arrow, less dependent on side drafting, side force. Um, hopefully it changes the racing back for the better because super speedway racing for the last 20 years has been very, 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 very dangerous. And it's only the safety innovations that we had last night. Uh, w- would you agree or disagree, Nick, that that probably saved Ryan's life in that crash? And so I'm thankful that, you know, NASCAR um, has done what they've done. And I, I don't think it's fair at all to blame NASCAR because they don't have a rule about blocking. I think that's just silly. Yeah, 100% agree. When... They, when Steve O'Donnell came to the media center last night and said non-life-threatening injuries after that crash, I mean, we all saw what happened to the car. Yeah. That is a massive testament to the job NASCAR has done to increase the safety of these vehicles. I mean, if this is a different time, if this is 20 years ago, heck, even 13 years ago before the COT, that's a, that's a very different story yeah, right there. I agree. There's, he's got no chance in that situation. Yeah. So that's a huge testament to NASCAR. And as for people calling out for, y'all, they need rules about blocking, you can have all the rules you want, but you can't tell me that in that moment, even if there were rules against blocking, Ryan Newman is 100 yards away from winning the Daytona 500. Exactly. He's not just going to let them go by. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, that's not going to solve anything. That was, that was just a perfect storm of terrible situation with how the car moved and how it lined up with the joy coming right at him and it was a stark reminder that NASCAR is not entirely safe, but it is far safer than it has ever been. And, and I must say, because I've watched all these different forms of motorsport. Last yep. year, we lost Antoine Hubier a few years ago, Justin Wilson, Jules Bianchi. I must admit, I've become complacent with NASCAR. When I watch a NASCAR race, I'm not thinking someone's going to get seriously hurt here. Right. And when that happened last night, that rattled me. But it was also a huge relief to hear that in that kind of crash, he still had a chance, which is huge props to NASCAR. That, that, that is just incredible that he even had a chance after that impact. What's interesting is I had a guy on, on Facebook a while back um, bash NASCAR because it's too safe. There's, it, 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 as if it's, some, it's this sort of hypo-machoism that, that, you know, well, sprint car racing is so much more exciting because, why? Because it, there's a drivers, higher chance of people dying. How I many sprint like, car drivers have we lost in the last two years? Yeah, the same guy last night was bashing NASCAR for, for, for blocking, causing yeah. the crash. Like, I don't, I just don't understand. People just let me down sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just sad because we all get, you know, emotional. And again, like I said, we all have to blame something. And some, sometimes it's not about that. It's enough to just be thankful that it wasn't worse than it was. Look at it, learn from it, move to the next race. Um, You know, that's, I just, 
uh, man, it was just a ringer. Those those two hours or two and a half hours last night, I mean, we were still live on Lee Lap, and we're just waiting and waiting, and I've got guests in here, and we're trying to do an interview, and, and your mind is just not there. You're thinking about, you're waiting for, um, you know, it's just... It's it's not that was not fun. And I and I'm thankful that it turned out as well as it did um, and that we're talking about serious but stable. We don't know the specifics of the injuries um, and it's none of our business, frankly, in my opinion, unless somebody family wants to share it. But all I all we should be doing at this point is praying that Ryan can fully recover and, you know, and lifting the family up right now. And then, you know, what what we do as a sport is we go to the next race and we race. Um, that's that's just what we do. I'm looking at your laptop and I see Steve Newmark uh, has, yeah, has tweeted. Me, uh, but I, look at that and, and read that. Um, I, I will. This is a brand new tweet from Steve Newmark from Roush Fenway Racing. On behalf of Roush Fenway Racing and Ryan Newman's family, we'd like to thank the NASCAR community for the incredible outpouring of support and compassion for Ryan. Your thoughts and prayers have comforted, comforted us all. Ryan remains at Halifax Medical Center, and we will provide further updates on his condition as they become available. Yeah, so, so that's, that's from Steve, Mar- Steve Newmark, who is uh, one of the main guys over at, uh, at Rush Fenway Racing. Yes. So um, one of the things that, that, I, that bothers me uh, that I saw on social media last night, I mean, you know, I, I don't think uh, I will be the first person to tell you I don't use Twitter as frequently as I probably should. Um, but last night, I think I refreshed my Twitter feed probably, I don't know, 27,000 times uh, over the course of the night, just trying to get any kind of an update that I could. And I know we have a lot of friends. Um, our own Jacob Soman was actually at the, at the media center um, yep. last night during the race. And the things that I was seeing on social media from fans and from people who claim to have all the information absolutely sickens me because – being somebody who's in the media, I don't have any more information than anybody else does. Right. And I have a lot of friends who are media members, and I'm sure, you know, that I probably, just with Jacob, I probably could have texted him and said, hey, what's going on? But I, I didn't because a lot of people don't realize that the media guys are in just as much of a state of shock and just as much as upset about what's going on as we as fans and we as, as you know, media members are as well. And when you have a situation where people are posting random things that they think they know yeah, about the situation, exactly. and then other people go and retweet it because it comes from a refutable source, things obviously get to a point where you get a bunch of jumbled mess. Right. And things start yep. getting, rumors start flying and things start happening. So I'm going to be an advocate for fans and tell you guys, unless it comes from a member of the media, so guys like Jim Utter. Bob Pachris, uh, Jeff Gluck, Jacob Silman himself, uh, or anybody who, any of the Facebook posts that come from Roush Fenway, Roush Yates Engines, NASCAR, um, any of those places, don't even look at the tweet. It's not worth the time to look at it because they don't have the information. Right. The only people that are going to have the information are people that work or are there or are a part of the NASCAR sport. Right. Everybody else is just doing what they think is the best thing to do because in the world of social media, it's all about getting that tweet out first. Yeah. And they want to be the I, first one to respond to something, and a lot of times it's false information. That's what happens. Everybody wants a trophy. <laughs> hey, I broke right. news. Exactly. I never, I have never, I've been in this 32 years, I've never, ever thought that getting a trophy was was worth more than getting it right and mm-hmm. i've lost mm-hmm. out 
on um, you know breaking news stories because of that. But if I couldn't confirm the source, I hate the unknown sources say or you know anonymous sources say. I, that's I, I'm not going to disrespect others, but that's not me. Um, you know, so we're I I was getting texts and whatnot from people too, who didn't realize or remember we were live on the air at the time. Right. It's like, guys, I don't know anything right now, and I'm watching the same thing you are, and I'm waiting for a Nick DeGruyter or a Jacob or you know Bob mm-hmm. or somebody to 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 tell me something because they're there they're on the ground, and as soon as I know something, I will make sure that I pass it along, and that's it's what we tried to do last night. It's 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 it. You have to be responsible. Um, as as a media and you can't be one of these people that just wants to to jump on especially when it's you know a negative tweet or the worst you know right um that's just awful check your sources for crying out loud too much fake news going around on the internet as it is yeah there's way too many i've heard i heard everything from ryan and walked away to he's dead yeah all in the span of you know, 45 that. minutes because yeah. somebody had no information and no idea what was going on go ahead Nick. look at co- Look at Kobe Bryant. I mean, wasn't one exactly. of the first mm-hmm. that his entire family was on it? I mean, yeah. that was terrible. Yeah. Yep, that's yep. exactly right. Uh, the other thing that uh, I wanted to mention is the, the Denny Hamlin celebration. Um, a lot of people were posting things, you know, a negativity toward Denny Hamlin because they thought it was disrespectful for him to have a victory line celebration, you know, when, when Ryan Newman was being tended to. And if you would continue reading tweets instead of reposting tweets from other people, you would understand that Denny unplugged his radio as soon as he took the checkered flag. So Chris Lambert, who is his spotter, who is a really good friend of mine from way back when, um, you know, posted a long message saying, you know, if you want to blame anybody, blame him. And I jumped to his defense and said, no, 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 no. We don't blame you for this either because Denny didn't even have any idea what was going on. That's right. Because as soon as he got back in the car from taking the checkered flag, he he had his helmet off, which means his earplug was unplugged. Nobody could talk to him anyway. Right. It, it wasn't until um, NASCAR told him we weren't doing the front the front stretch interview, and then he got to victory lane where they told him, you know, it's a serious situation. Um, but the, the confetti cannons and the fireworks and everything, that's not him. That's NASCAR doing that in celebration of him. So it's wrong to blame Denny Hamlin when we have no idea what's going on. Agreed. Yes. Um, so, uh, Nick, in about uh, 30 seconds, uh, you know, I know, you know, with all the circumstances going on with Ryan Newman and everything, your final thoughts on the Daytona 500 weekend? It was before the crash. It was, I think, one of the best. Speed weeks we've had in quite a long time. That crash, of course, at the end changed the whole mood of everything. I, from uh, from a positive standpoint, the racing was spectacular. The attention on the race, especially Sunday, was was amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a great show, great start to the season up to that point. And I think we can even, of course, take positives from Ryan's crash. The yep. fact that, like I said, he he had a fighting chance after such an impact. Agreed. NASCAR yep. safety right. initiatives. Yep. Nick, thank you and, for joining um, us. Uh, we, we're out of time, buddy, but we will have you back oh. on again soon. Our thanks to Daniel Hemrick. For Tom Baker, I'm Randy Miller. We'll see you Thursday for Madness. Have a good week, everyone.